Welcome back to the Two Fish Podcast. My name is Nick. I'm Aaron. And this week we're going back to our series of Jesus's parables. And this week we're talking about the parable of the mustard seed. That's right. We are going back to the parables and we're going to do the parable of the mustard seed. So we will actually, we'll be in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. We're going to look at all three of these because it shows up in there. So uh, you'll find this in Matthew 13, uh, starts on verse 31. Then it's in Mark chapter 4, verse 30. Then you will find it in Luke chapter 13, uh, verse 18. Yeah, I don't know where John was in all this. Obviously, he decided to take the day off when Jesus was teaching this, but who knows? He doesn't have it in his gospel. So let's start, I guess, with the gospel of Matthew. It's the first gospel in the New Testament, chapter 13, verse 31. And for context, Jesus is now entering, and we said this again. Go back and listen to the the episode we did on the parable of the sower. Excellent episode. But it seems as though he's talking to the crowd, and then he's talking to his disciples for sure, and starting to explain the fact that, hey, the Jews didn't get it, so now I'm broadening it, and now I'm going to start speaking in parables, and only the ones that are going to get it are going to get it. So it's, it's and I've always said this, parables are hard for me because sometimes I feel like I don't get it. Right. So that's, it seems as though he's now talking to his disciples and maybe a smaller group in this, in this particular context. Um, but verse 31, Matthew 13, he put another parable for them saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it has grown, it is larger than all the garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. Verse 33, he told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour till it was all leavened. All these things Jesus said to the crowds in parables. Indeed, he said nothing to them without a parable. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter what has been hidden since the foundation of the world. So there you go. That is uh, Matthew. Uh, We'll go through here and we'll jump over to Mark and we'll read that. So once again, flip to Mark chapter 4, verse 30. Again, he said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like, or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that birds can perch in its shade. Verse 33, with many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. But when he was alone with his own disciples, he explained everything. Yeah. And then again, lastly, in Luke chapter 13, and you can find this in verse 18, he said, therefore, what is the kingdom of God like? And to what shall I compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his garden, and it grew and became a tree. And the birds of the air made nests in its branches. And again, he said, to what shall I compare the kingdom of God? It is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour until it was all leavened. So there you have it. All three of the gospels there, Matthew, Mark, and Luke recount Jesus's telling of this parable. Each 
pretty similar, but a little bit of differences there. It seems to be like it's different perspectives, maybe, or actually, and Aaron and I kind of talked about this before we started recording today, is there's a good chance Jesus probably told this more than one time. And each of these guys maybe is hearing it from a different perspective. We know Luke was because Luke was a researcher. He was a doctor and he came in later and researched all this. And the fact that Luke's gospel has it so similarly than the other two who are actually there, that it is a great account that we can trust because several years later he's researching this and he's basically coming up with the same conclusion. Uh, So one of the big things that stands out to me is Matthew and Luke had the additional parable down there in the end where Mark did not. With the leaven. With the leaven, right. And I think when we dive into this, the mustard seed, that's going to be our focus, but it's a lot like the leaven as well. Um, It's just an example of a, a plant. If you go out and you look up mustard seed, you're going to find that you could probably fit hundreds of these within the palm of your hand. They're very, very, very little. And it's not actually the littlest of all the seeds from what I found, even though I think as Mark points to that it was like the smallest seed on earth. Matthew, it says, verse 32, it is the smallest of all seeds. But then he's talking about a garden. So, you know, for all intents and purposes, it could be in the garden. Right. So a lot of a lot of critics will point to that, well, Jesus didn't even know that, that that's not actually the smallest seed on earth. Well, it was mo- the mo- the smallest relatable seed that anybody was using on a regular basis in society. Yeah. So the smallest of seeds that you're going to use in your garden has the capability, if you let it go, it's going to grow into a tree that birds will come along and it's strong enough they can perch on it and they can sit in the shade of the tree. Compared to all the other things that you grow in a garden, that's pretty large. A bird can't put a nest in a stalk of corn. That just doesn't work. So this tree has gotten deep roots. It's solid. It's foundationally strong enough that it can grow and also be used as even a home, like we're saying for birds. So one of the other big differences that uh, stands out to me uh, one of the parables, I don't know if you guys caught it out there, but in one of them, it does not mention that it is actually a tree. Yeah, Mark's gospel. So when you go and look at that, it describes it as a plant with branches, but he doesn't call it a tree. When you look at Matthew and Luke, calls it a tree. Is that like a big difference to to you, Nick? No, I guess I've always thought of it as a tree, a mustard plant would grow a mustard tree. But I know that there are people that say, well, look, he doesn't say tree and Mark could be a bush. I guess I think there's something called a mustard bush. But the fact that he's using the word branches should be enough in context to say, okay, we must be talking about the mustard tree. Right. And I think the the big thing to gather from that, this teeny tiny seed that you can fit hundreds of them in one palm of your hand grows into something that is substantial. Yeah. Right, Either you want to call it a tree or it's just a large plant with big branches that a bird can perch on. Mm. It isn't something that is just a a weak flower that's more or less a a butterfly flower. This is something that these people would have planted in their yard, and if they let it grow, it becomes a substantial thing. So how does this describe the kingdom of God? Well, let's break that down since that's kind of what Jesus is trying to talk about here. 
Um, I'm, I'm going to read in Mark, since we were just talking about that, verse 30, and he said, what can we compare the kingdom of God to? So right off the bat, we're comparing, trying to find something to compare to the kingdom of God. Verse 31, it is like a grain of mustard seed, which when sown on the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. So like you said, hundreds in the palm of your hand, so small. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the other garden plants and puts out large branches so that birds in the air. So we come from something super small and it grows into something bigger than everything. And I think there's more than one way we can look at this, but the kingdom of God, I mean, think of Jesus. Okay. This is where my mind will first go. When I think of this, a single person, Jesus planted, you look at a tree and how a tree is shaped. It's got a a branch go straight up. You had said earlier when we were talking, Jesus came and first preached to the Jews. So there was a small amount of people he originally first chose to preach to. Right. So you compare that to the tree and how it grows up. And most trees don't have a ton of branches near the bottom. You typically think of a tree as it grows a big trunk first. And then it grows out. And like Jesus said earlier, and you can go back again to the parables. When we started the parables with the sower is Jesus said, look, you guys aren't getting it. The Jews aren't getting it. I'm moving on. I'm going to broaden this. And that's kind of where Jesus's word and the word of God starts branching out. And as soon as it takes root, it starts just growing and growing, and growing out. And it's big enough then that birds and things can now live and flourish within it. And that's just how my mind thinks of it first. Give me something else. So I was actually going to take it back a little bit further than when Jesus started first okay. started preaching, right? Okay. I mean, you could almost take this all the way back to Adam and Eve because it started out small and it has expanded. But um, you take the Israelites, like they were the chosen people. And the, I mean, they still are the chosen people, right? But like you're talking about, Jesus came and he's the foundation of this now. Uh, he's the trunk of the of the mustard seed. But I guess I was going to go back to even, you know, like John the Baptist, like he's He's part of that seed and part of that foundation, and it was laying the way for Jesus to come, but they were kind of scattering these seeds here and there. But when Jesus came, it became more like this mustard seed that is like an invasive plant. You get hundreds of these in your hand, and you just throw them down on the ground. One, they're going to kind of, they're going to bounce all over the place, and they're going to spread out quickly. And then as it grows you're going to get more seeds and it's going to bounce out like a little further. And that's kind of how the growth of the Christian church went as Jesus went from city to city, sharing these parables. And that's part of maybe why they sound a little bit different is uh, the disciples are, are recounting them from a different point when he shared it, but the nuts and the bolts are the same. Jesus was consistent in what he was sharing and, And we see the consistency in the parables and from Luke, like you pointed to earlier, that would have went and sat down with somebody and did kind of like what we do, a one-on-one interview with the guy. Like, tell me the story of Jesus. How did you see it? What point was this? At what point was that? But these mustard seeds are us. They're Christians. We are to be a mustard seed. And we are to become to the point that we're a tree. And that another guy can come alongside us that needs us, and he can kind of sit on our our branch and absorb the word from us. I like that idea of 
becoming something sturdy enough that then others can be attracted to and have rest in and rest on and lean, be able to lean on. Part of our responsibility as a Christ follower, let's say, to the world is being able to be that that lighthouse, that light, that tree that the world can look at. And in time of need, especially, they end up having to lean on the Christ follower who has faith founded in Christ. He's been planted in the garden for yeah. a while. Yeah, He's grown to maturity. His roots are deep. Um, if you look up a mustard seed or a mustard plant, they have deep roots, and then they spread out from there. It really is an invasive plant. Like You don't want to just go throw out 100 mustard seeds. Yeah. But that's what, that's what we're to be, I think. An invasive plant to the world. We are. I, hey, I like it. And, and and again, like you said, these roots get deep. They have the, the root that you're not, you don't want to plant these near a house or near your septic because their, their roots will drive into it and ruin stuff. Unlike actually this whole week, my wife and I were doing some yard work and I, we have a row of trees here and I think is honeysuckle a thing. Yeah. Is that probably what I have out here? Yeah. And like you, I marked you this week and I said, look at these stupid things. And you're like, just pull them out. The re- roots are super shallow. And that's what I ended up doing with a lot of them. They were small enough that I could just grab onto them and kind of pull and they would uproot. I didn't have to worry about the little stumps on the big ones that I had cut. They literally uprooted. And I think that's another thing about the kingdom of God is in order for the kingdom of God to be, I think what it is supposed to be is we need to be rooted yeah. solid. Not just like in our study, James, where we talked about the Christian who, as soon as he starts getting tested, hey, I'm out of here. I can't handle this. They got that shallow roots. They're easily going to be pulled. The world's going to pull them away. No, we're tested and we're tried and we come out stronger for that. And our roots are like more like a mustard seed where they're, they're solid. And it's going to take some work, like a bush I had out here that I was cranking on with my truck and it still wouldn't come out. I finally got it out, but we need to be hard to break yeah us and christ need to be like one where there is no separation the bible says he won't separate from us but we need to have that same attitude for him where our roots are deep no i like that and i think that fits into that second parable he gave us here of the the leaven right when you put yeast into flour you got to work it into the flour yeah and we're going to get worked um we're going to get worked by the unseen rulers of this earth but we don't start out as a rooted plant, right? We start out as these seeds and we're learning and we're, we're trying to dig deeper. And uh, we come along other guys that are hopefully rooted a lot better. They're more of a full-grown mustard tree, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't start there. But I think that's also found in the that parable of the yeast there. You got to get worked in. And then you you come back to the Bible and you're like, oh, that's why I went through that trial. Yeah. This is what I learned from that. And also think about a a grain of yeast, how small it is. And you do like a little tablespoon of yeast to make a big old loaf of bread. It's the same thing as the mustard seed, let's say. You got these little tiny things of yeast, active yeast. And when you start mixing them in the warm water and you start working them in, like you said, like it becomes, it grows. The bread, you don't, it just doesn't sit there. It grows two you times it, the size. Right. You let it rest and it grows yeah. because because of that yeast and the, the things that got worked into it. Yeah, something so small can make something, A, so delicious and full of carbs, but B, something so much better than just eating 
active yeast. I don't know if that'd be good for you. Probably shouldn't just eat a bunch of active yeast. Not only <laughs> does it taste bad, but it's probably not good for you. I don't think it's good for you at all. So another thing I think of, and again, I keep saying go back to the parable of the sower, but that episode was so good. But this is all the guard. We're talking about a garden now. The parable of the sower is about a farmer throwing the seeds. And I, and I, and I just keep recalling that episode where we're to be like the farmer and the word of God is the seed. And we're just supposed to spread it no matter where it falls, no matter what person it hits, that person might be hardened at the moment to the word of God. And it might not even set, but we're called to throw those seeds and those seeds end up in the case of this mustard seed, in the case of the kingdom of God, those itty bitty moments that we have in life where we're spreading the word of God, the smallest time, some of the times where we think nothing happened, or maybe you just, maybe it's just your testimony. Someone looked at you in a moment and thought, man, there's something different about that. Those smallest seeds and those smallest moments that we've been throwing can eventually become these the biggest thing in the garden and then other people. It's like you got to throw the seeds and those small moments that you have can grow, can have, have the potential to grow into something. Their faith building. Can p- completely change the look of the garden. Yeah. And yeah, their faith building. Yeah, that's great. Man, I really like that because we picture this, the mustard seed, this parable is about the same family. It's the same family as seed, and we're all, as Christians, we're from the same family. We came from the same seed, which is God. I just did Ephesians 6 at the Bible study, and it opens up with submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And I think we got to remember that when we're casting these seeds or or we're thinking about people that are maybe the the more mature plant or, or maybe we're the mature plant. We need to remember to be with that reverence for Christ, yeah. that fear of God, basically. Um, one of our original series we did was the fear yeah. of God. I don't think you can listen to it anymore, but it, but we did one on that, and we got to have that reverence in these acts of what we're doing. We can't just cast pointless seeds. Have reverence for what you're doing. Have a love for Christ and, and what you're doing with those. And the other thing, and it just correlated with this in Ephesians 6 it talks about the armor of God one of the things it tells you to do in there is to stand firm mm. and you're going to go through a battle and at the end of that battle you're going to be able to still be standing firm that's that mature plant you got to keep letting yourself grow you got to keep digging deeper and you'll become this mustard tree that Jesus is talking about and eventually we're going to have whole crap ton of trees right we're going to be able to lean on each other yeah and that's the kingdom of god just growing i I love that you said that about ephesians and i think maybe wrapping up this whole parable idea the standing firm and being solid and planted when you look at that armor of god soldier his weapon is the word of god yeah and what is the word of god here in these parables it's that seed and so not only is he using it to defend against the enemy's attacks but he's also using it to create more soldiers for the kingdom of God. And he's also telling you, you're going to be the biggest plant in the garden. I mean, look at David, right? He was the littlest guy, but went and stood in front of Goliath, and he became the biggest man. That's awesome. I love how Scripture, even in the Old Testament, how well it can tie together with what we're even talking about here today. So this week, as you listen to this episode, 
Uh, head on over to Facebook. We haven't talked about this in a long time, but we do have a Facebook page. We periodically will post stuff on there. We used to do a live show. We don't do that quite as much anymore, but head on over there. Leave us a comment. Tell us what you think about the parable of the mustard seed, how it can relate with your life, how the parables in general relate to your life. And then join us next week back on the Two Fish Podcast. Thanks for tuning in this week. If you enjoyed this episode, hit those like and subscribe buttons. Also head over to twofishpodcast.com to join the rest of the Two Fish community and all of our social media platforms.